Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're talking about how investors can get caught in the updraft of optimism. In 2020 and 2021, I met with so many investors who were engaging in house-flipping activity. They bragged about how much money they were making in the market. When the markets are going up and up, it feels good. It feels really, really good. It's so easy to allow that emotional feeling to dominate the analytical side of the business. It's the analytical side of the business that remains grounded in fundamentals. Does it make sense that a newly listed house should have 20 offers? No, that is not normal. And the house flipper needs to remember that while they did create some value by improving the house, the dominant factor might have been the rising tide. The challenge is to find properties to buy at a sufficient discount to the market that you can create a safe profit margin even in softening market conditions. If you're continuing to rely on market appreciation, you're setting yourself up for failure. It's simply a matter of time before the market hands you a sizable loss. Let's imagine for a moment you bought a house for $400,000, added $150,000 of improvements to the house, and ultimately sold the house for $700,000. A $150,000 profit feels really, really good. You might feel like an absolute genius while all that's happening. How much of that profit was generated by the value creation versus the market appreciation? Sometimes it's hard to tell. Let's imagine you look backwards in time. How much was a comparable finished product in the marketplace worth six months before you purchased that distressed property? If the market appreciated at 20% over a year period, as it did in so many markets, then $117,000 of the $150,000 profit was generated by market appreciation. Only 33000 was created through the addition of $150,000 of improvements. And when you look at a flip project through that lens, you can easily see how dangerous a rising market can be for those in the house flipping business. Now, I know what you're thinking, Victor, how can you say that house flipping in a rising market is dangerous? One reason is that rising markets don't rise forever. And when market conditions change, they change quickly. We've seen market conditions change in many markets in just a matter of weeks. Someone in the house flipping business simply cannot react fast enough to alter their project strategy if the market conditions change that quickly. It takes an average of six months to execute a flip from start to finish. If the market conditions change within that six-month period, you might get caught having to sell at a discount. Most flips are financed using expensive bridge financing and sometimes even hard money. If your holding cost, which includes interest, taxes, and insurance, is equivalent to, say, 12%, your sale price is being eroded at a rate of 1% a month. And if your profit was 20% on that project, then your profit would be cut down to 14% in a six-month period and down to 8% in a year. But chances are, if you're holding on that property for too long, holding out for a buyer that never materializes, then you're going to have to sell at a discount in order to get rid of the property. In the wake of the great financial crisis, many flippers converted their flips into rental properties. They put permanent financing in place to replace the bridge debt. At least that would stop the bleeding, but in those times, financing was difficult to find and the terms were not very favorable. People often have a hard time imagining market conditions that are different than the current ones. It's easy to rationalize the current conditions. Why are prices rising so much? Well, it's because there's a housing shortage. Yeah, that's it. The nation needs another 7 million homes. But if that were true, why did the conditions change? If the market was truly short of 7 million homes, how come homes are not selling quickly in today's market? The rationale for the housing boom was actually based on a false narrative. Could it be that lenders were lending against ever-increasing value at low rates? 
Could it be that the Federal Reserve was buying $90 billion of mortgage debt from the banks each month, enabling the banks to write a virtually unlimited number of originations? As investors, we need to maintain that perspective of what's normal and recognize abnormal conditions. The hot market conditions of 2006 and 2021 were not normal. The low market conditions in 2012, when you could buy a house for a third of construction costs, well, that was not normal either. You need to adapt and take advantage of the market conditions without becoming overly biased towards optimism or pessimism. I don't believe the market has bottomed out. We are back to normal macro conditions, but we don't know where the market will bottom. Will liquidity shrink and continue the downward trajectory? Or will the Federal Reserve fulfill its mandate and bring price stability? Will the Fed overshoot because there's a lag between the raising of interest rates and the effect propagating through the market? There's no doubt we're in a more dangerous short-term condition than we were two years ago. Maintaining conservative underwriting, cash liquidity, and responsible debt ratios is critical in today's environment. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.